Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Midlife CEO Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Jeannie Spiro, and I have an amazing guest. I always have amazing guests. I have wonderful, incredible people who choose to be on the show. And today, well, we have another person who I'm excited to introduce you to. I have Dr. Sam Graber, and I cannot wait to tell you a little bit about her. So first, I'm going to welcome you to the show, and I'm going to tell you I am so happy to have you here. Um, may I call you Sam? Is that okay? Absolutely, please do. Perfect, okay, great. Well, let me give everyone a little introduction of who you are. Um, you are a food, a real food enthusiast, a mother to three, future tiny home dweller, I can't wait to hear about that, on a regenerative farm collection, collective and fierce advocate for the vulnerable. I've worn the range of business hats, you say, throughout my 30-year career, currently sporting those of online community curator, podcast host, speaker, and mentor to impact-driven women in midlife. As the creator of the Unraveling Together brand, you are committed to helping women make the most of life for the rest of their lives. Yes. And you are at drsamgraber.com, and you've recently created a community called Unraveling Together, which I'm going to talk about. I'm so excited. Yes, I love it. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Jeannie. I, I am so happy to be here. And hello, everyone listening. I'm so happy you're here with us. Oh, I'm so happy. So, okay, you, you've had a career mm -hmm. uh, before you started this as well. So yes. what was your career? Do you want to tell us? Sure. Uh, I am a retired holistic chiropractor. I was in practice, you know, right on the front lines for decades, had multitude of different practices. Some I ran by myself. I was, you know, solo doc. Others, I, I led teams of doctors. Um, over all that time, I had the wonderful joy of taking care of people, you know, really helping people tap into their own their own power and, and not from this like power over anything. It's the idea that, my gosh, we all have something so beautiful within us. And sometimes we, we have issues in getting to express that. And as a holistic doc, I got to help people really heal themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I never wanted them reliant on me. I, I love to teach what's going on and what, you know, might be causing something. Here's some stuff to go learn and, and work on. Um, so all those years, I, I got to work hands-on with clients and absolutely loved it. And then it was time for a change. <laughs> and then I switched into now the online coaching space. And I love it here too. Well, so it's really nice because a lot of people don't have business experience before they start their business. And you actually yes. did. Yes. Multitudes uh, of years. <laughs> yeah. yes. So you sort of knew what you were going into, but what was a surprise to you when you started your online business? I'm curious. Yes. Oh, the, one of the hardest things, because all those years it was, you know, go see Dr. Sam, she'll take care of you, referral, referral. And it was, you know, somewhere where people could come to see me in that local community. You get a name for yourself. You don't really have to market or advertise really. You know, I was, 
I, I barely did any of that. Usually it was just to help out someone starting a new business. Like, okay, you're making the placemats for the local such and such. Sure. Put my name on it. Yeah. There was things like that, but then now going into the online space, my goodness, you have to stand out amongst a bunch of, you know, total strangers to a bunch of total strangers. And how do you really connect with people? So I think the hardest part was for me was giving myself permission to niche down because I want to help all the people do all the things. <laughs> and my experience, I can help all the people do all the things. <laughs> right. And, and that is, and obviously you have a big heart and I can tell, and it is, there's a tendency for us to want to be able to help as many people as we possibly can when we love what we do. Yes. And then on the opposite side, it's like, okay, if you want to be successful in business, you do have to scale it back a little bit to attract mm -hmm. the person that you want to. Yeah. So how did you choose your specific zone of genius now, which you're going to reveal? How did you choose it? Well, I, I kind of went through some experiences that became those anchoring kinds of experiences. And um, so part of what I went through was just in that midlife phase, starting around age 45, I started really questioning everything. And it was not just business. It was, you know, what am I doing here? what, why, why here? Why now? Why am I struggling? Like there were times where you know, I had a great business, had all these wonderful things going. And I'm like, why am I so freaking unhappy? Mm. Like how? And then I of course felt guilty because then it's what we women do. And then I thought, how dare I be, how dare I feel this way? I mean, look at what, what's going on in people's lives, you know, and I should, I should be happy all these kinds of things. And for a couple of years, it was not pretty. But I did all that silently because, you know, Dr. Sam's the one that everyone goes to for their problems and their issues. And she, you know, she helps you from literally death's door to, you know, vibrancy. So who do you, you know, who do people like me go to? So I did all that. I often say I was just marinating in the shame of how, how why am I here? You know, why am I doing this? So it dawned on me, man, if I'm feeling this way, other people are help feeling that way. Um, I didn't realize that when I was in the middle of it, when I was in the middle of it, it was like trying to get out of a, I don't know, like vortex, <laughs> which is not easy. Um, so, you know, it took a lot of me just humbling myself to ask for some help and to realize, okay, you, you don't have to be able to do it all. You know, that, that whole misnomer of superwoman, she does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I relate to so much what, what you're saying. And I know the very first time we talked, I felt this way too. I can relate to it. I was about the same age. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I was successful. I, I felt like, who am I to leave a career that I'm making great living. I have a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's working on paper. It looks like it's great. That's it. Right. And inside it was this like churning and and the marinating. And yeah. I'm thinking, who do I talk to about this? Because of mm -hmm. course, vulnerability, I, I was in a career where there were a lot of men and I didn't feel like I could even be vulnerable. Yeah. So I kept it inside mm -hmm. and come to find out you were there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, okay, so what did you do? So you, you yeah. stopped marinating. Yeah. Realize that there were other people that were also potentially going through this. And then what did you do? 
Yeah. Oh gosh. It's been such, it was so, so many different facets, different conversations, different moves, tried this on a little, you know, coached myself. Um, But what I really landed on was I realized how little we understand what's going on in our bodies um, from a hormonal point of view. You know, we, we, especially women, we're, we're those people that everyone comes to for answers, you know, with our health, et cetera, but we don't really understand what's going on behind the scenes. So it became very apparent to me that if I could help teach women what's going on, help them understand a bit better the physiology, and it doesn't have to be this huge deep dive, it can just be some good basics. These are the pillars. These are the building blocks. And if women could be more, um, more prepared for the changes that happen in perimenopause, which is that time frame before our menopause. You know, menopause is an event. It's when you're you're done having your periods. You've gone one year without your period. Boom, menopause. You're now you're postmenopausal. But there's this whole time frame before then and after, where also you know past trauma is coming up. Uh, things that, that we never really dealt with, but we we thought we did, or we're like, nah, I'm over that. Or, you know, that happened so long ago. How could that still be affecting me? Um, so I, I over all this time, I just kept, I'm a studier and a researcher. So I kept putting all these things together and, and creating systems to help women walk through that together um, with other women who are on the same path. And so I created a community for women to do just that. And then to, as I'll often say, learn what makes you tick and what makes you a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's because those are those distinctive factors that and we, we've, we want a model that we've got it all together. Yet the crazy part is we all know we don't, mm-hmm. you know, and we all know that we're all faking it. So why not just kind of pull those masks down and really get to connecting with others, um, people who are willing to do the work on themselves, not by themselves, but on themselves for themselves. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it was, it was so fascinating the very first time we talked because I thought, Mm -hmm. I don't, I think I moved through the phase and I moved through perimenopause and then into menopause. And I don't think I researched, I don't think I knew exactly what was happening to me. And I didn't really ask a lot of other women about it. I didn't feel like well, should I talk about this? Like it was right. kind of one of those things that I felt like I'm much like your period, much like what a, a lot of women go through. We're like, we go through this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so are we supposed to talk about it? Right. And I didn't feel I was supposed to, I'm actually the oldest of three, uh, uh, there are three sisters. I have an older brother. And so of course I'm experiencing it before them. Right. So I didn't have that. Yeah. And you know, and what do you say? And so I didn't, I went through it and I experienced it. And I was thinking, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> How many times I kept thinking it. Right. Right. right? But, and, and also the self-discovery of, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. It collided with perimenopause and menopause for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's by design, honestly, the more I've studied, you know, feminine leadership and just the feminine and the masculine and how, you know, everything is so interconnected and the subconscious and conscious consciousness and 
oh man, the more I've just looked at all of this, I think it's all by design. And I, I, the reason I call this the whole midlife unraveling and, you know, unraveling together is based off Brene Brown's work. And part of that is this idea of, of examining, you know, where we're at now and, you know, our story, what got us here, and then kind of reconciling some of that, some of those things where maybe we, we wanted to be somewhere different, or we've gone through some major losses and we just don't take the time to really unpack it. And I think, and, and she has this thing with uh, the universe, you know, taps you on the shoulder and says, I'm not messing around. Um, you know, I think that's what happens. I think, you know, it's part of this, this um, process of our evolution, but we don't take the time or allow ourselves to take the time to really unpack, examine, and then say, all right, now what? What do I, what do I want this life to be? And not just from a business point of view, but you know, what do I want to experience? What wisdom do I want to now share? What will be part of my living legacy and a legacy after I'm gone? Those important things. Oh, all of it. it, it mm-hmm. For me, it all collided together. So my, mm-hmm. I went through the empty nest and perimenopause, menopause, like all mm-hmm. at the same time. What do I want to be when I grow up? Yes. And then it was this, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I can't have children anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, what if I wanted to, you know, like all these <laughs> yes, feelings, all the things. Like, where's that right. coming from? You know? right. right. <laughs> it was like, I didn't see that. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, am I not done with that? Yeah. And I actually, uh, I went through menopause and perimenopause relatively early. So okay. some of my peers were like, well, they were having children or they had young children. I was thinking, oh, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was yes. so, it was, but I, my nest is emptying and what I'm going to do with my life. And I actually came back after I left my job and I started working for myself and I had an empty nest and I was all, I was starting my business working from home. And I thought, I don't think I'm going to have any friends. Mm-hmm. I think I'm completely mm-hmm. alone here. Mm-hmm. And I told my whole family, we all need to work to find me friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And they were like, okay, you're losing it. But I kind I of felt like I that, was. Though. Yeah. I kind of felt like I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you must hear some of these stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to go into conversation about some of the things that you've observed yes. either for yourself or for others about this phase and stage of perimenopause and into menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you observing or have you observed? Uh, oh, there's so many beautiful stories and, and people just getting honest with themselves. I think that's, that's been the most beautiful part um, because, you know, in, in our world, women are, are painted with a certain brush in our society that, you know, our, our worth is tied to our relationships, um, relationships with partners, uh, spouse or kids, or, you know, whoever we serve out in the world, it's all about what we give out there um, versus in the, in the masculine world or the male, male world, it's more of their, you know, they they have a different sense of their worth, where they get their worth from. So part of these transitions that happen, natural transitions, like, yeah, you, you want your kids to grow up and leave the nest. That's like, yay, mom did a great job. You know, right. <laughs> we want these kinds of things, but when we derive a lot of our value or our meaning and our worth from being the mother or being the, the person taking care of others, it can, it can leave this, this void because we've not ever talked about any of these issues. We don't live in the tribes anymore where women then ed, kind of evolve into that elder role. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we've completely diminished women, um, any women of a certain age, we even, that's the term we use now, right? Because God forbid, we, we say people's numbers, you know, and, and we've been just shamed into this idea that aging is not, um, not what we want to do. And I always say, well, beats the hell out of the alternative, right? <laughs> I mean, I look forward to aging. That means I'm alive for crying out loud. Um, but you know, there's a, a natural shift in estrogens. We have three different types of estrogen in our body. And when we're in our menstrual phase, there's a, a the specific one that's E2 or estradiol. And she is the the nurturer of all things, you know, she's the one that wants to couple. She wants to uh, mother all the things and make sure everybody's good. You good, you good, you good. Everyone's good. Cool, cool, cool. But then as we switch from that stage into our postmenopause, we get into the E1 or Estrone and I call her the inner creatrix. (laughs) She is she is just my favorite. And I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm getting to know her about more and more now. I have not hit menopause yet, but I'm like right there flirting with it. Mm-hmm. And she is all about living her best life, but really she knows that we're so used to taking care of everyone else. And we're, you know, we're just not quite able to stand on our own feet, kind of like a baby giraffe, you know, we're kind of a little loosey goosey with it all. <laughs> She really helps us come in and say, no, sister, it is about you. It's your time. This is the time to get your wisdom out to the world. Let's do this. But we, we don't quite know how to do that on our own. And that's where this community can really come in and, and help you know, walk alongside others and say, you know, what do you want to be? And, and, and what, who, who do you want to show up as? And what should we try on for a little while? And if you don't like it, cool, put it back in the dressing room. Who cares? Um, You know, like keep trying this and, and find that thing that really lights you up, you know, because it is the one life. There is no do over. I mean, we all know these things, but we don't really live like we're dying, mm -hmm. you know, but we are like, there's, there is only a finite amount of time and we don't, know when that ends. And I'll be damned if I'm going to be one of those people on my deathbed who says, I wish I should have, I wish I could have, I wish I, you know, all those things. I don't, I don't want to do that. And I think when you get really clear with your life that this is the one time, you know, this, we, we, it's up to us. Mm -hmm. That's the good news and the bad news, (laughs) you know, good news is, is up to you. Bad news is it's on you. (laughs) It it is. And it, so it's so funny because I love the way you refer to the hormones uh, mm-hmm. as she. Yeah. And I, so I personally went through menopause. Uh, so I, I got my period very, very young mm-hmm. and I went through, pen- I had this uh, intuitive hit as a, a, mm-hmm. a younger woman that I needed to have my children. I wanted to have children and I needed to have them younger. And so I felt I internally, I felt a biological clock ticking very Mm -hmm. early and, um, by 38 uh, or 37, I was rock solid into perimenopause Mm -hmm. and, and I was complete by about 47. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, but I, you know, had I waited, (laughs) uh, I, I had my children younger and at 20, I was 28 and I was 30 when I had my kids. Yeah. And so I, but I felt this funny clock ticking or this thing ticking along of what I want to be when I grow up, can I have more children? And it was hitting at this time of, I don't like what I'm doing anymore for a career sure. and what is next. And it was like, 
like everything was talking to each other at the same time. And it was mm -hmm. like, this doesn't feel very good. And I'm not sure. Had I had a community, which you've obviously created to be yeah. able to express myself or to yeah. hear or listen to other people who are going through it, I think, boy, it might've been a little less rocky. <laughs> yeah, so, and so that, that's the idea. I love hearing yeah. that. And thank you for, for reaffirming what I, what I felt and what I feel and, and who I, I want to be attracted to this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I do think that, you know, we, we, we forge it alone, especially, you know, those of us who are high achievers and who've always had this level of success or this, um, you know, this presence in our communities, we're that pillar. Mm -hmm. It's hard for us to be able to lean on others when everyone's leaning on us. Mm -hmm. um, but this is that place that you know you can go to for an assist. You know you can go to for, um, you know, just like, hey, okay, I had this crazy thought, or at least I think it's crazy. And in my world, crazy is like an awesome thing. Crazy <laughs> is like all good. Um, you know, there's no judgment, all that good stuff. Good. But it's, it's one of those like, okay, let me talk this out. Or someone who can really just put down their own filters and their own shield and just listen to you. You know, and that's part of the exercises that we'll go through as, as a group, because, you know, part of it is, is sharing each other's wisdom. Um, I call it, you know, drinking from the collective wisdom of women. There is so much that we hold and, and we, we store within ourselves, but we don't get to share it very often. Um, and, and that's just, I think that's such a resource that is being, you know, just completely forgotten. And in a world like now where we need more women's voices being heard, mm -hmm. not so much that, you know, we want to be out there talking. I, you know, I, I would much rather be in the receptive space of, of listening and really hearing people and, you know, helping them divide it, you know, divide and conquer their own life. But we really need more women speaking up and not just yelling like we've got a lot of right now. Right. We need more of these conversations really careful conversations that that really mean something and help people you know get more settled in themselves i think the world would be so much more peaceful if more of us were at peace within ourselves oh i love right. that line yes yes yeah. we, and and really i believe the same uh, you know mm -hmm. i'm uh, i teach a lot of women but it's part of what i do is i i teach organic marketing strategies is one of the components mm -hmm. of my work and i love empowering women to find their message and be able to share it with the world yes. and not everybody think or not everyone thinks or a lot of people think oh i have to have this really strong big mission yeah. in the world i'm like you don't understand how much your voice matters and oh, yes. like what we're doing today you sharing this you don't know who you're going to impact by what you've just shared and it's so important for us to be able to find it share it and make change with what we can say and do mm -hmm. and this is the phase and stage of life that obviously we can awaken it and bring it out to more people Yes, yes. And I think women are natural collaborators. Mm -hmm. you know, that's just part of our design. That's that's how we that's just how we roll. <laughs> and there's such a need for collaborative model of business now yeah. and versus the competitive. Mm -hmm. And they're not they're not either or they can be a both and, mm -hmm. but it's it's a it's a finite navigation and it's learning to trust yourself and then trusting other people, but not giving them the whole, you know, the whole everything. Yeah. And, and just finding that that balance and that equilibrium, so to speak. And I think part of that is is when we can solve big issues on our, you know, of our own health, uh, well-being, whatever that may be, helping ourselves through mental health 
growth. You know, so much of, I think the mental health issues that we deal with right now is the world is a tumultuous place. There's so much, um, just so much angst and, and so much of a negative kind of feeling going on out there that if we, if we just harbor that in, into ourselves and we, we don't talk with others, we don't get it out. Mm-hmm. It festers. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, but if we can collaborate with others on business, um, communications, uh, com- just anything, it really allows us to understand we don't have to do it all ourselves. And that takes so much pressure and stress off yeah. because when we're in stress mode, everything in our, our whole body is set up to be like, Oh, we're, we're under stress. All right. Well, everything's getting shunted towards the stress Um, the stress part of our physiology. And we can't spend the time repairing our body, our damage. Um, We can't repair ourselves the way they need to. It's just a patch job. Mm -hmm. And over time that catches up with us. And that's Mm -hmm. why we end up with a lot of health crises in the middle, you know, midlife stage. It's like, she's just been trying to, you know, slap a couple things together and get it off the factory floor for so long that your, your body has not had a chance to really build healthy cells that create healthy tissue that then create a healthy body. But the coolest thing is the body is so amazing. It can all be undone and unwound. It just has to be purposeful. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, Oh, here, take this supplement or here, take this, you know, this powder or this latest drink or shake or whatever is going to solve it all. No, there's, there's a definite means for going about that. And I mean, that's just what I've done with people for 30 years. And I know the strategy, I know what works, and I, I want to be able to share it with as many people as I can versus the one-on-one model that I was using before. Yeah. Well, this this, yeah. this is one of the most beautiful things about it. You come to a point where you realize, and you probably realized this was, mm-hmm. what is the business model that's going to allow me to make the biggest difference? And yes. that's one of the questions that a lot of my clients will come to and they'll say, you know, and they'll do the math. Oh, I could help one person at a time. I'm like, okay, well, that is a choice. <laughs> yep, yep. Or my mission is very big. <laughs> I'm like, yes. then we have to look at your business model. Yes. Um, and obviously that's what I you've done. That. Yeah. Um, I have a question about yeah. in business, one of the things, and you hit upon this with stress and we as women business owners, I, I'm, you know, as a business coach, I work with a lot of women who are at midlife and they're dealing with all the things they possibly are in the sandwich generation. They're growing a business. They might have the stress of kids in school and one stage or another aging parents or their bodies have shifted and they're in this constant, I don't know, swimming pool of stress. You know, and running a business is very stressful too. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that you can offer to the women who are in that phase and stage of saying, what, where do we start to sort of get back to our center to help ourselves at this phase and stage, of, especially in business uh, that will help us? What do you have to offer them? A great question. And it's definitely, uh, you know, that's the crux of the matter for most everybody. Um, so as you mentioned in the very beginning, I'm a real food enthusiast, <laughs> meaning I think we have to be eating food that is nourishing, not just nutrient rich, nourishing, you know, food that, that feeds our, our cells on a, on a cellular level, but also that is, is giving us good life energy. Mm-hmm. And that is real food. You know, what, I, I'm not a big processed food person. Um, even if they say, you know, all whole food based, no, if it's, you know, if it's processed, it's something's been done to it that 
we should be processing the food. <laughs> you know, that's that's really the key. We're we're set up to process our own food. Um, so eating, if if someone is not a meat eater because of their um, you know belief system, totally fine. We want to be looking at ways to get more good nutrients mm-hmm. um, and nourishment from our food. So that's always number one. Uh, we want to kind of cut down on the quick, the fast and dirty kind of food. You know, any of that stuff that comes from a bag. Um, not, you know, ideal, not ideal at all. Mm -hmm. So starting with a good real food foundation, being sure that we're hydrated, that we're, we're getting the, the raw materials into the body. So our body can do something with it. And a lot of that, believe it or not, is, um, coming into the cholesterol or the healthy healing fats conversation, all of our hormones. I just wrote on this this week, all of our hormones, um, are based on the cholesterol backbone. So if we don't have enough cholesterol in our body or the cholesterol we have is spent, it's been, you know, recycled and recycled and recycled, it's going to be junk for helping us create healthy hormones. Um, so if we're not getting good healing fats, um, and these are all things that if, as people are interested, they're welcome to opt into my system and, you know, learn, get all my freebies, go to my website, Dr. Sam Graber, G-R-A-B-E-R.com. Um, look at my freebies. Uh, you'll see a lot of things there. I talk about a 12 step system for real, or it's basically a strategy for making sure you have a body and brain that fire on all cylinders. And it's about real food. It's about getting enough protein, not too much, not too little, and not protein that comes out of a, a can. Now I want protein either that that is from the plant or from the animal. Mm-hmm. Eating food that looks as close to the way it was designed and, and created as possible. So if it's if it's an animal, I want it to look like animal fiber, you know, like the animal muscle fibers, um, eating real fat from animals that were grazed regeneratively. Part of my, my goal, the tiny home dweller, um, you know, I'm going to have this whole community. I've got it all visualized out, but I'm going to be on a regenerative farm collective where we, we have, you know, it's farm to table as, as close as you can get. Like it's literally real food right there um, you know, what's happened to the animal, the animal got to be its own animal, the whole, you know, its whole lifestyle or life cycle. If it's a chicken, it got to scratch in the ground. If it's a cow, it got to be a cow and, you know, experience all that beauty in the sun and, and mosey along. Like the closer we are to the way that we were designed, the better. And that's not only for our animals, but for us, you know, living in this world where we've got the computers at us all the time, a phone that is emitting, you know, electromagnetic frequency all the time that is affecting us. It creates a brain that just can't focus. Um, So, you know, that's another part of it is while we're getting the nutrients and the hydration we need, we need to take in more. Our diet is everything we take in. So if we're constantly having flashing lights at us or, you know, we're scrolling all the time and your brain is trying to keep up with all that input, but it can't, we're not, we're just not designed that way. So I don't care how much faster, how many more G's we put on, you know, the, the phone, the 5G, 60, 7G, whatever we're going to be at it, it, our bodies and our brains cannot process like that. And they don't, they don't really need to, like, we, I think we've 
we kind of become this generation or this, this society of just because we can, um, you know, we think we should, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a lot of those factors. Mm-hmm. Dialing in stress, which is number one where I focus, that is the key to having a, um, a better time through perimenopause or an absolutely abysmal time because your body will turn all of the cholesterol, all of the hormones over to cortisol, mm-hmm. which is your stress hormone, one of them. If we're under stress, our body thinks we are literally life and death. So she's going to shunt it all to cortisol. And then there's another hormone called insulin. And that gal is the one that by eating real food, it helps balance out our insulin um, because we're, we're just, we're eating too much all the time. And that is not how our body's designed either. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of often say, you know, this is a group for rebellious midlife women, because you have to push back. You have to push back against that status quo of eat three meals a day and snacks and every two to three hours. And, oh my gosh, don't let your blood sugar go down. And all these, all this craziness that was really created by marketers and by people that wanted to sell us more food and more cheap food, you know, and just cheap doesn't equate to nourishing ever. (laughs) So fascinating. And I think helpful for a lot of women who are sitting here saying, I'm struggling with growing my business. I'm struggling Mm -hmm. with managing all these things or, you know, and when I say struggle, it might not necessarily be like in the monetary struggle. It's like Mm -hmm. you could be running your business and it's a struggle and it's stressful. And one of the things that becomes challenging is, and I see this a lot, is we run out of time, right? In the sense of like, we have so many things we need to be working on it every day. And what you're recommending or suggesting here is so helpful. And I know that a lot of people will think, oh, it's going to take me more time and I don't have time. Mm -hmm. So is there one thing that you can, like, was there a way to get started that could help them start to think this is possible? Because just to give you a little perspective, Sam, I did that. Like I realized my body isn't healthy. My mind is not healthy. Mm -hmm. I was extremely uh, overweight and I was not taking good care of myself and I was under constant stress. And I decided early or well, midway through the pandemic to make some significant changes. And I moved into a very clean eating approach, which I, I noticed my energy shifted. So many things changed and it was a gradual process. I didn't do it overnight. And I, and I was fortunate that I was able to have help with people doing this, but The point I'm getting at is that some people will say, I want the result now and I don't have the time, but I'd like to start seeing a change. So what would you say would be some kind of change in managing their stress differently or in how they're approaching the way they're taking care of themselves that they could start looking at now? Is there a particular freebie that you would like or free gift that you would like to direct us to? Or is it in unraveling your unraveling yeah. community, that would be a great it would place be the community. Right. <laughs> yes. Tell us yeah, about the I community. always say that because, <laughs> and, you know, and this is it, since this is a business, um, business podcast, you know, part of, of finding those ways to really give people a little taste of, you know, what you do. And we talk about the opt-ins and everything, but I'll tell you, I, I think part of my line in the sand became, I don't want to under, um, under, estimate what people are capable of. If I could show them 
everything they need to do and say, okay, now you know yourself best. Where Which piece of this can you pick up and run with first versus trying to kind of shove them into, you know, one, one particular lane. Uh, but really it does start with food. The food is, is the key. If you're, you know, if you're eating things that are all processed or if you're eating sugar, you know, giving up sugar, that is one of the most powerful things we can do for ourselves. Anything that's fake, that's, you know, artificial, those kinds of things first and foremost, but honestly, I mean, they don't call it the other white powder for nothing. <laughs> Sugar is no joke. And the addiction is no joke. <laughs> there are, are people, women specifically that I've worked with that, I mean, they would sell their firstborn before get off sugar because it's that strong of a, of a core, um, addiction. Mm -hmm. So that is where we got to heal the gut. You know, your gut is what creates a lot of those, um, those cravings mm -hmm. and you know, those little guys and gals get addicted to it and it creates this whole chemical cascade going on there. But I think, you know, after 25 years of really intensive nutrition work with people, I know the way to do it. And I, I know how to do it so simply and straightforwardly. It's not easy. I say simple. I don't say easy, but it's, it's simple. And then when you have that, that backup, that group, you know, your, your people, you can hold yourself accountable with and that you can, you go in there and have a breakdown if you need one or go in there and, and share your breakthroughs. That just really helps us feel like we're not alone, yeah, alone. Yeah. You know, and that is, it's a scary place to be. And, and for many women during this stage, you know, we, we start to go into our own head and, and, you know, I don't know about you, but to me that, that can get, that can be a slippery slope yeah. if I get stuck in there too much on my own. Um, so I, I think I would, I would love to say there was, you know, one thing like here, do this and that'll kickstart it all, but everyone's so different, you know, they really I, are. I think what you're really saying is so helpful though, is that coming into your community and being able to be in community, if you're making these types of choices and you're not alone, that is one of the first steps that anyone can take. Yeah. So I'm so thrilled you're offering this. Thank you. For everyone who doesn't know already, uh, Dr. Sam Graber is your, .com. That's your website. And mm -hmm. when you go there, you have the option to get many of your free gifts that you have there, but also to join your community called unravelingtogether.com. And it is a free community. Yes. And talk a little bit about what happens inside the community. Ooh, I would love to. So we, we are just kicking this gal off and it's been so much fun to create, create a community experience. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I really enjoy getting to try new things. And so part of, part of that, there's the community side, which is free. Um, there's a very short uh, vetting process. And I do that because I want to make sure there's real people coming in there. Mm -hmm. I don't want just, you know, anyone to be able to just opt in like you can on Facebook or, you know, things to that effect. It's off social media. So it's not another Facebook group. It is on Mighty Networks, which is an organization that I am absolutely in love with from the community and the business side. Um, and it's a place where we can go and and talk about things that inspire us, things that challenge us. Um, I'm working on having like a weekly theme. And then from there, that's kind of, you know, that's the conversation part. But then there's the the more the membership side, the part where I, I'm going to talk with folks about like rolling your sleeves up and getting to do the work. 
Uh, that is a paid membership. At this point, um, there's I'm having just you know the initial launch, and it's ninety seven bucks a month. I mean, yes. you cannot. I, I can't even, I don't even want to tell you what my one-on-one coaching costs, but I mean, I, I would, if someone's serious and they want to really talk about it, but I'm not taking new uh, one-on-one clients because I really want to focus in on this, this community and this membership, because I know if, if I can affect women at this basic, nice foundational level, they can clear up so many of these issues that have plagued them. Um, you know, we talk about real food and making sure again, that you're hydrated, making sure you're moving your body. We don't have all these amazing joints and bones and, and all these muscles for nothing. I mean, we're not here just to look good walking down the street and clothes. We're here to, to mobility. You know, our body is a brain transport system and our bodies need to be moving to create the energy that our brain needs. Mm -hmm. And our brain is, you know, number one, incredibly important, but she's not the only thing that matters in our body, right? Right, Like So it's just all of these things, getting that movement that helps with stress, um, exercise, whatever exercise feels right to somebody, Um, you know, finding those things that, that make us feel good, get the good endorphins, so it all, it's all a feedback loop, a giant feedback loop. And it's just maybe exposing ourselves to something new and different that we've never tried before. You never know what you'll love. Well, this is so great. I'm really happy we've had time together today to talk and for you to introduce yourself and your work to my community. And to all the listeners, if you haven't already, you probably at some point already hopped on over to Dr. Sam graver.com. If you haven't go on over there, there's links below. Uh, This is like the beginning of you getting to know this amazing person. And so I'm thrilled that you were here to introduce yourself to the community as well. Thank you, Jeannie. It was so fun. And I look forward to speaking with whomever is inclined to want to reach out. Terrific. Excellent. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. As always, I love to bring different content, information that supports us with whatever stage and phase that we are in business, but also in the midlife stage of business. It's really sometimes nice to go outside of the business box itself and look at what's going on in our lives. So for those of you who are listening today, I know this is a little bit of a different topic than we usually talk about, but I'm so happy we had a chance to go in. If you want a little bit more information about ways to grow your business, head on over to geniespiro.com. And if you're looking for some great strategies on how you can attract more leads and clients through speaking, my one of my favorite strategies is go on over and get my guide. I've got a link below and it is geniespiro.com forward slash guide. And it'll teach you how you can generate some clients through speaking. So thank you again, everyone, for being here. It's a pleasure as always, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care, all. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.